In the morning, my brothers and sisters in Christ, how are you today? You're listening to the St. Mark Bemidji's podcast, a podcast about redemption through the glory of Christ Jesus, our risen Savior. Thank you, as always, for joining us. You bring this podcast to life from its humble beginnings of ones and zeros on my dusty hard drive, because listening to this podcast isn't a passive act. When you listen or share it with a friend, you are helping with the work of the church to learn, to preach, teach, and confess our faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. I think you'll really enjoy the meditation today. It's on the end of the world. In general, people seem to be either morbidly fascinated or terrified about this inevitability. There are more reasons for this than I have time to list here. I suppose there's nothing wrong with being fascinated by the concept of everything temporal and everything familiar coming to a screeching halt, but I'm going to engage in major spoilers here on the meditation. It's nothing to be terrified by if you have Jesus Christ as your Lord. Whether you die before the end of all things, or you get to witness it in person, those who believe in Jesus as their Savior share the same glorious fate, life everlasting in Him. You'll get to see heaven and the world to come. I don't know when it'll all end, and no one does except God the Father, as is written in Mark chapter 13, verse 32. So don't take a chance. The stakes are way too high to gamble your soul away. Stop rejecting Jesus and believe. So, no surprise, today's meditation is titled, The World is Coming to an End, Good Riddance. It was penned by Pastor Cowie from St. John's in Woodlake, Minnesota. I was really reassured by it, and I hope that you're moved to action and reassured by it too. Grace and peace to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. When you see the abomination that causes desolation, Jesus says, our Lord says, flee. He doesn't say, stay and fight. What, after all, would we be fighting for? We always think that that if we were to stand and fight, we would always be fighting for good things. We would be defending the faith or we'd be preserving our American way. Of course, the Christian faith has at its service and in its defense, the Holy Lord God himself and all his holy angels. The 12 legions of angels that stood ready to assist Jesus at his call in Gethsemane are still ready. The kingdom of heaven, as we heard in our gospel on Reformation Day, suffers violence. It doesn't inflict it. The kingdom is won by the word of God and by his love and not by swords. So too... Can the Lord who once made use of Cyrus, king of Persia, and Caesar Augustus of Rome and the Pharaoh of Egypt, I think he can handle America. What we're probably fighting for is our stuff. 
We hang on to life. We even call it hang on for dear life. We call it revealing our actual affections. We hang on with everything we've got. Why? Do we really want to continue in sorrow and in pain? People often tell me that they're, they're not afraid to die. And I often don't believe them. Because at the very same time, those same people will be hanging on to their stuff and they won't want to let it go. That hanging on and not wanting to let go, that's fear. So it's as if our Lord pops his head into the door today and he says, grab your stuff, we're going. Wait, leave your stuff. It's only stuff. Don't look back. Don't even bend down to grab your jacket. Leave now. But we like that jacket. And we like the earrings our mother left us or our grandpa's watch and a favorite book and a fancy bottle of wine that we've been saving. We like our families too. We like the grandchildren and the old friends. We, we like our pets and we like our place. But it's all stuff, even when wrapped up in pious talk. The world is coming to an end. Good riddance. What are you afraid of losing? Name the thing that you can't live without. What is it? Is it your music, your freedom, your child? Luther, in his large catechism, says that's your God. That's what you won't let go of. That is why you fear death. Repent. You and I aren't usually inclined to turn statues or golden calves into gods. Nor do we usually turn even to evil things. We turn to all kinds of good things. We make gods of wives, children, jobs, reputations. We worship health, money, pleasure. Those are the things that we think we need. But then our Lord pops his head in the door and he says, let's go, leave it. Go now. This world is coming to an end. It's under a death sentence. It can't go on. We, we might expect or imagine that it would end by a global warming or by a global freezing or a mediator or an atomic bomb. It doesn't matter. The point is that it is ending. It is inevitable, and so our hope cannot be in it. It cannot be in stuff. Our few days full of trouble are coming to an end. You are leaving your stuff one way or another, whether the, Lord, the call comes from the Lord as the world burns or perhaps the call comes sooner. Are you ready to leave that which you love or the one who loves you. 
And there's the good news. The good news is that the Lord can and does bring us out of this life. With all its sin and filth and decay and death, he brings us out of crying and cancer and suffering and anxiety and loneliness and despair. It is as though he has reached into this septic tank where we've been feeding, grabbed us, wiped us off, given us food and drink and a holy name. Would we now become nostalgic for the sewer we just came out of? Would we now look back at this world like the Israelites who looked back longingly at Egypt and longed for the good food they ate in slavery? Would you look back and, and long for the day when, when Stalin had the trains full of dead bodies but running on time? What are we asked to leave but stop? Nothing more. And along with the stuff, you, can, you might as well leave your justifications, your excuses, your need to excuse your lack of care for the poor, your, your need to declaim that you're not afraid to die, or that you've done your best, at least your kids are good people, even if they don't go to church and are living in sin. You don't need to justify yourself. The Lord has justified you. you. He has answered for you. In Christ, there is no one left to accuse you. No one. You have nothing left to answer. Maybe that sounds too easy. Well, God's mercy has always chafed against our fallen flesh, but this is what God has done in Christ. He brings a clean thing out of an unclean thing. But that's not even yet the whole good news. That God brings a clean thing out of an unclean. There's more. St. Paul writes, Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. Here's our hope. And the end of all our need for stuff. Jesus died and rose again. What about those who have fallen asleep? What about those that we've buried? Those who are arguably the only ones more important to us than stuff. Well, since Jesus died and rose again, they will be brought with him, with Jesus, through Jesus. And that's still not all. What about you who are alive when the end comes? Since Jesus died and rose again and has ascended to the Father's right hand as your advocate and Savior, he will descend. He will come for you. You don't go to him. He comes to you. Since Jesus has died and rose again, you will be caught up. Either from beneath the earth where you have been sleeping or from the surface of the earth, snatched away up into the clouds to be with the Lord forever. And that's still not all. For ours is not a passive God. 
He's not sitting around waiting to see what you are going to do. He doesn't ask you to explain yourself. He intervenes for you. He answers for you. He who came in lowly, despised ways to be a sacrifice for sin, a shield from his father's wrath, a lamb to be consumed in hell's fire, he comes still. He comes now. Not just in the future, but he comes now to get you. Even if he doesn't yet come on the clouds while the world burns, still he comes now. You don't go to him. He comes to you. And he bestows life in his risen body and blood, separating you from your stuff and from your death. You see, ours is a faith that is built upon history, upon the historic fact of Christ crucified, the the innocent and poor desolated as an abomination for vile offenders and sinners who deserved what he endured with all their sorry excuses. So let us now gather around that historic reality. Let us gather around it like vultures around a corpse. Let it, let Jesus' death and resurrection draw us like flowers draw bees. For here is the source of our life in Christ. Ours is a faith that also, even as it gathers around the cross, looks forward. Eagerly looking forward to the kingdom of glory. Jesus is coming back. We will be with him forever. And yet ours is a faith that lives now. It lives in the presence. We confess Jesus lives. He lives now. And so now, here in time, here in this building, here upon this altar, your Lord comes with forgiveness, acceptance, and refreshment in his physical body and blood for us physical sinners. Jesus lives. He comes also in his his holy word and absolution, in hymn and chant. He speaks the baptized clean. He renews wedding vows. He confirms the catechumens in their faith. He blesses the sick and dying and prepares us for his final summons. And he forever hears the fervent prayers of his people. His name is upon us, and he comes for us. Now is the day of salvation. This is the day the Lord has made. The world is coming to an end. Good riddance. Come, Lord Jesus. Come quickly. Amen. We hope that today's meditation on God's Word has enriched you. Divine services are held right here in Bemidji, Minnesota at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Sunday school and adult Bible study is also offered between our Sunday services at 9.15 a.m. Our church services are live-streamed at 8 a.m. on Sunday mornings and are available afterwards on our channel, St. Mark Lutheran Church Bemidji. If you're listening or watching this podcast, 
you are cordially invited to join us in person next week and every week. This is our fourth year producing this podcast, and there is a large archive of devotional material online available if you want to learn more about God and His Word. Visit www.stmarkbemidji.org or look in the show notes in this podcast for a link to this and many other meditations on God. You can also search for St. Mark Bemidji on YouTube to find our channel. If you have any questions, or you would like more information about our church and its ministry, please visit our website, which is once again www.stmarkbemidji.org. All scripture readings are taken from the Holy Bible, New International Version, copyright 2011, and are used by permission from Zondervan. Meditation's daily devotional is published by Northwestern Publishing House and is also used by permission. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider subscribing and telling a friend. May God bless the rest of your day. salvation free lasting to eternity